0: Angelica, I have I have two questions for you, and they, they're related and it'll become apparent soon why. Okay. Question number one Have you ever written a song before?
1: I don't think I have.
0: Are you a musical person, would you say, or no?
1: No, not at all. I don't play any instruments. I have a horrible voice when I'm sober.
0: <laughs> when you're when drunk, I'm, it's much better.
1: When I'm drunk, it's amazing um all the walls come down and i'm really awful um no i don't think i'm musical yeah I'm trying to think if i've ever tried to write a song if i've ever been forced to write a song i mean i sing stupid songs to my kids and my new puppy um but i don't they're not real songs what about you
0: I, i've written a few songs in my life um okay. I, the first one i remember was when i was like uh Approximately twelve, and I discovered rap music for the first time. I wrote the <laughs> the, the kind of song or a rap song a twelve year old would write. Right. And you know, when you're twelve, you have nothing of importance to talk about yeah. or say, or you don't know anything. So what are you yeah. going to write about? And I don't remember anything in this song except I was just trying to come up with um lyrics. I have no idea. So I I wrote something about how I'm going to play a whammy bar. And I didn't know what a whammy bar was like first, you know, it's on the, on a guitar. It like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that was. It's just something I had heard of. And that, that really sticks out to me. Like what rap song is ever going to mention that. And so that was stupid. No one saw it, but me. I wrote it on my note paper. Um, I wrote, I wrote a song. I wrote a few songs, but one in particular with Orion, our, our mutual friend, when we were working overnights, so we wrote a parody of Hey There, Delilah called Hey There, Godzilla.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, it's really good. I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to sing you some.
1: Please do.
0: All right. Well, I have a cold, as, we, as we've discussed. So right. just remember that. <clears throat> Normally, I have the voice of an angel. Hey there, Godzilla. What's it like in Tokyo City? You're a thousand foot tall monster. And to me, you know, you're pretty terrifying. People on the street and they're dying. The children crying. Oh, you terrorized Japan. Oh, a train car in your head and that's kind of how it goes so we we, we were really good
1: how long did it take you guys to come up with that
0: uh, a couple nights you know we sang it pretty steadily you get pretty loopy at 3 a.m as you well know
1: yeah i bet orion's really good at that too
0: yeah he's a much better singer yeah. than me. so we sang that song and then when we moved to dayside i remember we sang it once one of our co-workers started singing it in an offensive japanese accent and then that whole song came to an end right oh then, no there. Uh, but then that brings me to my second question, which is, do you ever do anything that you do specifically to annoy your spouse that makes you laugh?
1: Oh, there's so many things. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure he'll have so many examples. What do you do?
0: Well, I know you got them. It brings back to the first, the first question. So I once wrote a song and I, it's kind of like a slow metal song. Think like Iron Maiden. So when you when I sing this song at yeah. a moment, yeah. it's a very, very short song. Yeah. But it's in that style. I've now taught it to my five-year-old son, who sings it to my wife, to her great chagrin. So I'm winning on two fronts here. It goes like this. <clears throat> Do you want to try some of my butt sauce? I made it <laughs> fresh today. Twenty seven spices in my butt sauce. A secret recipe. And that's the song. It's four lines. It's just enough. I would,
1: I would love that. I find that endearing. I
0: mean, if you have to listen to it every day. That's that's, that's where it gets old. You get a laugh the first yeah. time.
1: You get August, a chuckle the yes. second time. That's pure joy. Memories with dad. Mm. I um sing a lot of Christmas music throughout the year, which is super annoying to Bill. It just comes out um, and Alex is doing it too now. And now I'm weirdly singing, not just Christmas music to the puppy, but I've, I don't know why this started, but I, I sometimes hum the final Jeopardy song to the dog now. (laughs) I don't know where it comes from. Bill's like, what are you fucking doing? So that's annoying
0: that sounds like something you sing to the song when you take it out for its midnight walk to poop
1: yeah i'm like do do take a shit
0: welcome to film swap the podcast where we challenge each other to watch the movies that we've left slip through the cracks or purposely shoved into the cracks for whatever reason i'm nick Bull,
1: and i'm angelica thornton and today we are talking about music and lyrics
2: When you think of the biggest bands of the 80s, you think of pop.
0: I said I wasn't gonna lose my head, but then pop goes my
2: pop. Did you ever hear of the band Pop?
0: Yeah, of course. Everybody has. They had that ridiculous hair and those ridiculous outfits, and oh my God, you're one of them. I can't
2: lose this feeling.
0: Alex Fletcher has one last shot at fame. The show is called Battle of the 80s husbands.
2: We did actually break up in 1992, so technically I'm in the 90s has-been.
0: All he needs... Cora Corman, bigger than Britney and Christina put together. ...is a hit.
2: I can't possibly write a hit song for her by Friday.
3: Give it up, I'm a bad heart witch. No.
2: But with some magic, I just might switch. I would love to talk to you about maybe writing some lyrics.
0: I'm just here to cater to the plants.
2: That one is plastic.
0: I met that guy from that band used to like. He invited me to come see him perform tonight. Gary, I'm going out. Music and Lyrics is a 2007 American musical romantic comedy drama film written and directed by Mark Lawrence. It focuses on the relationship that evolves between a former pop music idol named Alex Fletcher of the fictional band Pop and an aspiring writer named Sophie Tucker, I believe. No, no, Fisher. Sophie Fisher. As they struggle to compose a song for a reigning pop diva to revitalize his career and sort of begin hers. It was released on February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2017 by Warner Brothers. It got sort of mixed to positive reviews. It made $145 million on a $40 million budget. So pretty good return stars uh, Hugh Grant, Drew Barrymore, Brad Garrett, and a delightful turn from Kristen Johnson. And as you may have noticed, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, we are not alone. We're not. Um, this is my husband, Bill Curtis. This is my wife, Marissa Moneyhun. Hi.
1: And and we're doing this at night with cocktails because it was really hard to kind of put this together. We yeah. have
0: busy spouses. Well, well, you know, you have a job. I have a job, too, here.
1: Yeah, we have a job. And I just want to correct you. I think you accidentally said 2017. Oh, did I? Yeah, 2007. This movie came out a month before I met you, Nick.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Really?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. which might be why i don't remember even hearing about it i i don't remember anything about it because that was kind of a chaotic time in my life i was moving across the country i heard about it from you first
0: yeah Yeah. this is a good place to start tell us yeah this is
1: why we have the 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 partners on because i remember bill will you explain it You, you came back from a trip and you're like i saw the worst movie ever on a plane
2: Well, yes, that was my initial judgment. But now that I've re seen it, well, we'll get to that. I, I, uh, yeah. So in 2000, May 2007, I had one of my few guys' trips. Angelica does girls' trips all the time. I have one of my few guys' trips. I went with a high school buddy down to Panama to see another high school buddy who was living down there to go surfing and, you know, hang out basically and so forth. And so my high school buddy and I were on the plane down to Panama. And this was the, the The movie that was on the flight, and back then there was only one movie on the flight, and so either you watched it or you didn't, uh, and um, yeah, so I I saw the movie,
1: and you guys sang the song to each other. Well, well,
2: I didn't realize you. I, I wasn't sure where we were going to go. Yes, so <laughs> our impression was not positive <laughs> of this movie, uh, you know, and, and you know, we we had some cocktails on the plane and everything, so maybe that messed up my judgment, but nevertheless. Uh, yeah, it made the impression on us that it was a really, 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 you know, poorly made piece of cinema. And, uh, and then for the rest of the week, well, you know, while we're going surfing and going to bars and so forth, whenever we wanted to torment each other, we would sing the first lines of the, the, the song, uh, way back into love, I believe is the title that, uh, Hugh Grant gives it. And
0: uh, I think the pop star Cora Corman gives it. Remember in the film, they have to write a song based on the title. That's true.
2: That's true. true. She's she gives she gives the the title and they write the song. That's
0: right. That's right. And now we can get into that. You were punished
1: by a higher power in Panama and he dislocated his shoulder and couldn't surf most of the week. Yeah, because of your
0: teasing of this film. The famed canal surfing of Panama is notoriously dangerous. So. Yeah,
2: The locks. You got to look out for the locks, man. Those locks will just, you know, they'll, they'll take
0: the board out from
2: under you. Yeah, it's
0: good. Uh, all right. So, so Angelica, you you were busy moving. You hadn't seen it. Yeah,
1: uh, and I and I remember him mentioning the movie, but I didn't, like, I don't remember it being music and lyrics. And I think the first time that I recognized that this is the movie Bill was talking about was when you mentioned it.
0: OK, see, I just
1: this, it's not it's not something you see like playing on TV or on demand or anything.
0: It's a little surprising to me. It's like the king of rom-coms and the queen of rom-coms in the same movie. Finally.
1: Yeah. And this guy, what he um, Mark Lawrence. He did Miss Congeniality, Forces of Nature, Two Weeks Notice. I didn't like any of those movies, by so the say, way. Why
2: is he have a job? not
1: my type? I was surprised he he wasn't behind failure to launch
0: i've not seen that one because
1: i walked out of that i've told you that that was
0: one of the two movies i've walked out
1: of in my life
0: now you've mentioned two weeks notice which is one of marissa's i I
3: love two weeks notice as a rom-com it's one of my favorites
1: i you know it's been years since i've seen it and that's sandra bullock right Sandra bullock and i love her it's i love her
0: as long as you're willing to suspend you have to
3: completely suspend the disbelief
1: for that
0: yeah Like, you know, it's not a good movie and yet it's You're fun. So together. You let it go that it's not great. Yeah, the, my yeah, main yeah. problem with that movie at this point is it features a prominent Donald Trump cameo where he's like portrayed as like a cool guy. And so right. like, I, I just can't get past it. I actually want to start a Yeah. Well, right. I want to start a service. Remember like the Mormon thing, like clean flicks where they cut all the swearing out of movies? Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. start a service where I cut every Donald Trump cameo out of all the movies. He's well, been- the oh. guy
1: from like, who, who, uh, who was it? Because, because. John Hughes, who did Home Alone too, was him. Was it? He Wasn't he do... it?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, because he refused to remove Donald Trump, right? And he's dead, so it was someone else's decision after Donald Trump's presidency.
2: Well, John Hughes is in trouble, anyways, because Molly Ringwald threw him under the bus.
1: Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know about
2: that. Yeah, for for the the uh, the, the teen movies of the eighties being, oh, come on, sexist and so forth. That's the that's always the question. Can any of these movies be made today? <laughs>
0: Well I think this one could. This one could, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's primal. recent enough and it's
1: really characters yeah, of exactly.
0: color in it, but yeah. nevertheless. Um yeah, that's true. Well, you know, hey, you're forgetting about the you're forgetting about um the hotel clerk who's tone deaf. That's oh, yeah. true.
2: it's yeah. Osvi uh no. Um it's name? Yeah, Amandi Yeah,
0: yeah. So how
1: many times have you watched this, Nick?
0: We've seen it probably five or six times
1: yeah okay
0: it's like a comfort film you know like but I think the thing that works about it and the reason it is so rewatchable to me and I you could chime in here is just they are so charming yeah that their relationship that like the plot details don't matter at all to me I just like them I just like listening to them talk to each other and I love the 80 I love the 80s pop caricature songs they're so much fun and they see I
1: like um obviously Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant likable characters Kristen johnson brad garrett likable um not to drive a wedge in our friendship here but i could not think of anything else about the film that i liked
0: you didn't like the movie no this is good (laughs) good.
3: not at all okay good
0: all right i think this
1: might be my least favorite one that we've done besides house of gucci because house of gucci was more annoying and this one was just kind of wasn't annoying it just wasn't enjoyable to me it just felt a little boring.
0: That's fascinating to me. Cause... I think
1: it had potential, but I think that they missed it. I think it was contrived and cliche. Um, and it just seemed a little sitcom for me. Um, like the first scene where they're brainstorming, coming up with lyrics, it just felt really rushed and just this rapid fire dialogue. And it was really kind of unnatural to me. I thought no one talks like that when she's overwatering the plants when she drops her sandwich when she's eating in the park i was like oh it's it's so over the top it's like a it's like a cbs sitcom
2: it would have been innovative in the 80s
1: yeah <laughs> i praise bill did you like it
3: more or the same from the first well? i have time? to
2: say the second time i i tried to appreciate the charm of the actors uh you know doing their roles and um yeah, and you know, the, that the uh the the pop duo uh that uh Hugh Grant's character is in is clearly sort of a poor man's version of wham. Yeah and uh or maybe Tears for Fear, but probably more wham. And so Alex Fletcher is actually the uh the Andrew Ridgeley character, I guess. Uh and uh you And know, you the- love that. Well, I, I like that reference, and you know, Alex Fletcher. I, I found myself wondering: is that a reference to Andrew Fletcher of Depeche Mode, who died a couple of years ago? But in any case, uh, I thought that. Uh, but no, I still I, I kind of coined a term which might not be original. Uh, the the rom dumb. This is the rom dumb oh, rather than rom okay. rom com. I think uh, because really, yeah, it was bad. It was it was. Uh, I mean, when you're doing a Nazi joke right out of the gate, when she, you know the well, there's two sides to anything. And yeah. He's like, "Oh, yes, of course, uh, but maybe not with the Nazis." I really it's can't see is- the argument yeah. on the other side. I just, I'm like, that's that's either comedy gold or comedy crap, and I just, I uh, have to put it in the latter category, frankly.
1: I I, I read one critical review that said um, Mark Lawrence makes everything three times more obvious than it should be, and I thought that that was spot on. It's like uh it's like a Hallmark movie, but with better actors. Hmm. Right. And it's not their best acting. I don't think that Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore had great chemistry in this movie. Like I wasn't feeling the Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore spark here. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Can can I jump in and then I'll let you guys go because I'm already talking too much. But I think what you just said about how Mark Lawrence, the criticism is he draws everything out. So it during the Nazi joke, (laughs) she's like, you know, there's two sides every every there's two sides to everything. In fact, the, the thing was, is, is um, she hates infections. She said, I hate infections, but who likes infections? And she's, well, maybe the penicillin companies do. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, well, there's two sides to everything. She's like, yeah, that's right. Except for the Nazis. And she could have left it. Mark Lawrence could have left it there. But no, he had to like draw it out for the audience. I don't really get the other side of that arg- argument. So that's a perfect example which, of
1: that. Which made me think at that very moment, I hope my mom's not listening. My mom would like this movie because they make sure she gets everything. <laughs> everything. Your mom too. Yeah, your mom and my mom be like, "Oh, it's so sweet. I don't have to turn around and go. Wait a minute.
2: What was what was going on?" Um, the the other thing though, I, I will say that that this is still in peak Drew Barrymore cuteness. Yes, which I think goes from about uh, Wedding Wedding Singer, which I think Wedding Singer, I think is ninety eight through Fifty First Dates to this. Uh, and also, I think Charlie's Angels is probably in there somewhere. Um, Hugh Grant, though, it's funny. I and Probably a lot of people are like this. I really like him in his villain roles. Oh, in fact, my favorite. The undoing. The undoing. He was awesome. The undoing. You know what he, my favorite role is? Is him playing. Actually, this is funny. His name in The Gentleman is also Fletcher. Lisa's his, and in, fact, in fact, I don't think he has another name in that movie, but it's Fletcher. So in this, it's Alex Fletcher. In the gentleman, Guy Ritchie's, I think most recent movie from two or three years ago, uh, he plays a tabloid journalist who's just slimy and sleazy and uh and he's uh is, is brilliant. It's my favorite role that Hugh Grant has played.
0: Interesting. I uh I did not like that movie. I, I but I'm not a huge Guy Ritchie fan much anymore after Lockstock, and that was about the last time I liked his movies. But, like, um, I see what you're saying. I don't, I'm not pretending that this movie has any originality necessarily. I just think it's amiable, and I think there are enough belly laughs throughout. Like, anytime there's music involved, it's funny. Anytime Kristen Johnson does pretty much anything, I think she's very funny. So I think it, it skates from moment to moment, and that's what make it, makes it work, along with me liking both of them so much. Yeah.
1: I agree that like
3: flashbacks too, or any of the old pop music videos love those too.
1: I love that. I wanted more of that. Mm -hmm. I wanted a little bit more of like his history and the eighties stuff. And like, I wish that they'd made, um, his character a little more complex, maybe a little more narcissistic, like, and then watch him have a turnaround as they're falling in love. Mm -hmm. He just, I mean, he was self-deprecating and he was British but at the same time, not British enough. And by that, I mean, not funny enough for mm-hmm. me. Um, I just, a little bit more dark, like Bill said. And Actually, I think the, Hugh Grant is so good at that.
2: The, the, ba- the best scene was when they had that, that fight. Yeah, and he right? like
1: brought up the book. And yeah. he kind and he's of
2: he's like, you are that out. character. It's the worst <laughs> thing you could say
0: to her.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was good. And she was really upset. I'm like, oh, yes, this is good.
0: Go, go there, go there. So I, I think that though, that the, so, you know, most characters in a movie don't have more than one turnaround or development. Yeah. It, it, the development for both Sophie and Alex in this movie is not like going from a bad person to a good person. It's going from someone who's trapped in the past to someone who can live in the present for yeah. both of them. And and I think that that you got to pick what you're going to do with that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like if you delve too deeply into him being an asshole, then you take away from him. His feelings of ina- inadequacy. Well,
3: there's already one asshole, too, like in her life, in her past. So you can't have a yeah. be too awful because that was a professor's role. Yeah. 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 Well,
0: and that brings me um, to a question I would ask of Bill. You are a professor. Yes. Without naming names, do you know people like that?
2: Um, <laughs> uh,
0: well, she was a student. Right. Yeah. Well,
1: which is yeah. like, you can't sure. do that. Oh,
2: right yeah. That's, you can't that's, that that's definitely forbidden. Um, And oh, this is another question. Can, can, could you make a movie like this today? Uh, Do I know people like I mean, I mean, we all know people who are narcissistic. Do I know a professor like this? I mean, you know, he's a special case. He's a national book award winner. You know how many national book award winners there are who are professors, you know, point zero 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 one percent and so forth. Um, and I was actually going to defend him as as being just because he's a professor and he's allegedly part of my tribe. Uh, but uh, but he actually, you know, it's funny because I, I read the description of the movie. because I, I, I could barely remember. I couldn't even remember that it was Campbell Scott, because, again, it was, you know, almost 16 years ago when I watched it on the plane and um, he didn't really play much of a role in it i mean he played the pivotal yeah. role of you know that that scene where she loses her words right
1: oh i didn't like that um
2: yeah, uh yeah. but uh but otherwise he wasn't really that prominent in in the film i actually was expecting more of him but
1: uh it was more she's supposed idea, to be you know. this talented writer obviously a brilliant person words right? if you will and she they kind of made her look like a bumbling idiot in that moment and i think they could have made that moment really hard for her without making her look stupid in the restaurant. I
2: disagree. She she was supposed to lose her words. That was kind of the whole point.
1: I know, but I just... mm, God, I wanted to punch him in the balls so hard.
2: We'll see. Now that's good movie making if you want to punch somebody in the balls, (laughs) right? right. See, I just thought it was totally cliche and contrived. Of course she lost her words when she has a confrontation with the former flame and yada, yada, yada.
0: Character development, you guys. She can't, I, she I know, but it's, it's it's character development by numbers. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: It's
1: a rom-com. So I, I, I do like some things about the film, like the idea behind them collaborating together. I like that the scenes are longer with the two of them, giving them more dialogue um, than the average rom-com. I mean, they spent a lot of time in these rooms trying to come up with these lyrics. Um, but I feel like it was, I kept seeing like missed opportunities where, they fill them with like zingers and sort of superficial conversation when they could be getting, uh, we could be getting more out of it. Um, and then there's some weird things about, about her character. Like y- you mentioned the, that she's a hypochondriac and the thing. And then I'm like, that was a weird little, you know, she's a little wacky, but they never bring it back. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, it's just in one scene. They didn't like weave it through the movie. Like Um, like a
0: half-assed attempt at developing a character. Yeah,
1: I'm like, Drew Barrymore is, um, she's either like the Drew Barrymore we see in, you know, the Adam Sandler movies that we mentioned before, kind of kooky and wacky, or she's the serious, you know, a conflicted one, like in Fever Pitch. And I feel like this was more like the Fever Pitch Drew Barrymore. And I don't like that Drew Barrymore as much as I like the other one.
2: Mm -hmm. The cute, quirky
1: the cute, quirky one. I mean, she's cute and quirky in this too. She's so likable, so it's hard to like even criticize her as an actress or, or a character. But um, yeah, I think she was a little, a little flat here.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, it's a, it's tough with tone as we've discovered in a lot of these movies because she has those moments where she is wacky and kooky, but just and also moments like you said where she's serious, and it is hard to marry those into a, a person that feels real yeah um, i do think that's i i think it's interesting they had two really good comic ringers on the sides who are adding a lot and and perhaps maybe they could have leaned harder into them being the more of the comedic forces and let the stars be more of the dramatic forces because brad garrett was pretty good as the sort of desperate manager and my question mm-hmm. is how many clients does this guy have he has one client alex fletcher is portrayed as being virtually broke managing no like, i was
1: like i guess they're just living like 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 Real middle income real. actually probably they'd be living in poverty in new york right that's where they're supposed to be so it's like what is going on here with yeah. the state fairs there's no way they'd be able to pay rent
0: exactly You're like yeah what i don't did he know Bought. <laughs> yeah he bought in the 80s when it was cheap and <laughs> times were good that's true that's true his yeah. only expense is like a flip the phone because it's 2007 right
1: kristen johnson is great at stealing scenes and i wanted her more I agree. She's awesome. I mean, remember that she, her 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 character in Sex and the City, where she's like, oh, I'm so bored I could die," and she falls out the window. I mean, she's she's awesome. She's yeah. good in every show she's ever done too. So more of her would have been good.
0: Yeah, for sure. But then again, when you start stacking that up too high, yeah. its value yeah. as well so steals from
2: then
1: that. it's then it then it can also feel cheap.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she is very one note. You know. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I'm No, she feels in a lot of ways kind of more real because yeah, she's like this broad physical comedian, but she actually has a business and is empathetic. And she has the war one of the worst lines I've ever heard in a movie, though, when she says, like, like, I've never seen you fall like this. Like, who would ever say that in reference to love? Like, I've never seen you fall.
1: And also, like, I don't have a sister, but I imagine you don't talk that way with your sister too. Frequently, no. Yeah, no, no, no. I just, it's it was so like. Like um girlfriend talk that's scripted in like a cheesy like lifetime movie.
2: Or yeah or sex in the city. Yeah, or sex in the city. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Um,
2: I tell you one thing that Drew Barrymore does totally nail, you know, possibly better than any other actress I can think of. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, but is the the sad face. She has a very beautiful, you know, compelling sad face. And she does it in all these rom-coms And she's at some point.
1: Someone said in one of the reviews to this movie, Drew Barrymore in every movie has that one look like she just saw E.T. for the first yeah, time. Yeah, and it's get it. fantastic. Yeah. And it's true. You're like, Oh, I love her. She's so cute. She's still the five-year-old who just saw E.T. Um, so
0: that moment if if I'm Thinking of is it is at the end right when he's on stage at Madison Square Garden she hears written by Alex Fletcher she thinks she's been cut out of credit she starts to leave and she hears he's actually playing an original song about her and it's kind of awkward and mawkish but it's from his heart and I think that's a really effective moment.
1: I like that scene because of because of her face. Yeah, it was great. It was good too, and like his singing isn't fantastic, but that's not really what it's about. I think his
0: singing is good. You're too harsh on his singing. Well, he does not try very hard. He's, he. It's talk singing. Yes, it's but... talk
1: singing. That's great. Yeah, it's perfect although all, it.
2: although you know what the lyrics were so good. Then one starts to wonder
1: what what
2: was the point of all this because he seems to be fine as a lyricist.
1: Yeah, he came <laughs> up with that song in five minutes.
0: Well, I I think he's fine as a lyricist for himself. Yeah. As opposed to like a generic pop voice. Yeah, it's not like a so... Shakira rival. Right. So, yeah. Those lyrics are very like idiosyncratic. I mean, they're not straightforward. I love it. Well,
2: true. But I still think the lyricists out there, let me tell you, they hated this movie. All the lyricists out there is like, no, it doesn't work.
3: All the day. ones, you know,
2: all the ones I know. I saw, no, I mean, you know, because everybody always hates movies about their own industry. Right. <laughs> I saw
1: that the guy who did the movie for this film died from COVID a couple of years ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Adam Schlesinger. Oh, really? Yeah. He
0: was amazing. He was the, he was in, um, Wayne's, uh, fountains of Wayne. he was the singer for fountains of Wayne. oh i didn't know that i didn't know he that. wrote so many great movie songs it was really he's one of the first famous people who died of covid yeah he was a, a fantastic songs for this yeah and he wrote a bunch of other movie songs too um he kind of dev- mm-hmm. you know after fountains of Wayne kind of fizzled
1: so what do you think of the title song that bill has been torturing me with all night
0: what do you guys think song? of this song well are you i don't remember it what each other like, as you... you what i don't remember what it sounds like bill could you I've been
2: living with a shadow overhead. I've been sleeping with the cloud above
1: my
0: bed. Something like that.
1: Are we going to get yeah. pulled off YouTube for that? Catchy. I
0: think. I. You know what? I think yeah, I did I it in a higher register than he Copyright I don't know if it's because of a copyright violation. You know, it is. You're going to have to dub in. Do, do, do,
1: do, do. That's copyrighted.
2: That's, copy. That's gotta be
1: copyrighted.
0: I think, I think, though, the, the algorithms are looking for something that sounds like the song, yes, but also is in tune. So it's hard for the... They won't be able to catch my <laughs> They
2: won't be able to catch mine at all, then. Oh I've been, been living with the shadow. That's actually the right key.
3: Yeah. yeah <laughs> no Poor
2: Angelica's going to be hearing this for another two weeks because that's what happened yeah. the first time I saw the song. My friend and I kept I'm... tormenting each other with it.
0: I think it's actually the worst song in the movie, I'll be honest with you. But I think it's also kind of perfect because it is supposed to be an artificial kind of throwaway pop song for a inconsequential star.
2: You see, now I disagree because it's the, the song that's supposed to resurrect his career. So it should be good. And it is funny because I I thought when I was listening to the original pop song that pop does pop, pop Mm -hmm. goes my heart. I think is Mm -hmm. what
3: it was. Um, I I was like,
2: that was close to plausible. And some of the other ones he does at like some of the fairs are, are, you know, there's definitely a wham, possibly spandau ballet thing going on and they're plausible that song is not the way back to my way back to love yeah,
1: yeah i was waiting, way back
2: into love is not plausible
1: i was waiting for it to hook me um have you guys seen eurovision Oh, oh God, of yeah great. of course right <laughs> so i actually love all the songs by the end of eurovision like i think they're great songs even the ones that are supposed to be bad um, I didn't, and I I'm not sure if it's because they play them so many times. The movie's so funny, I love that movie, but I love the songs in that. I was like, oh, by the end of this movie, I'm gonna love this song, and I I didn't, I didn't, I just.
0: Well, that's what I was saying. I think it's the weakest song. Yeah. I don't yeah. think pop hook is strong enough, and I don't think the way it's arranged and written is reflects modern pop music. And so I think that it's easier modern pop music of 2007, especially. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you're. That's why the eighty songs work so yeah. well because you're able to look at those through a lens rather than what is actually happening now, or more realistically, what's going to be happening in a year or two when this movie actually gets released. Yeah.
2: So I, I didn't finish my thought before. I thought to myself, those other songs are kind of plausible, and I was like, what happened? Did they fire the the songwriter halfway through the through the movie, and they had to make the the main song? They had some hack do it. I don't know. Yeah,
3: <laughs> a little bit of a disconnect, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but she's kind of a hack too, Cora.
1: Yeah
2: cora you know? is a hack yeah but again i think the point is is that the music and lyrics hugh grant and sophie fisher well i guess it's what alex fletcher and sophie fisher coming together and she gives us a little philosophy of music going on there right the the the, the music is the visceral what sexual part of it but the lyrics are the story part of it and they're supposed to come together and make this great song and it's the worst song that the freaking show, <laughs> right
0: i mean yeah. It's, um... yeah it is it's a great point yeah i mean that's that's <laughs> exactly that's exactly it um so yeah I, I, at least it's better than the indian inspired arrangement with the sitar that they had going halfway through. <laughs> I maybe sorry, that so was bad. a purpose like a it shows that cora is you know kind of off a rocker and doesn't get it but uh but maybe it's like on purpose it's like when women have like an ugly friend to look better than, they're like, well, what if we play a super <laughs> shitty version of this song? Well, that's like an old cliche that, you know, women have like a, I'm not saying, you have I'm canceled, um, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they play a shitty version of the song. So then when you hear the main version, like, okay, well, it's not as bad as that one.
2: Oh, I mean, clearly that's the point, right? Because Sophie can't stand the, the what? The sitar yeah. hip hop sort of version of it that that's more all erotic and so forth when it's supposed to be more of this sort of insecure as she puts it insecure sort of love song thing and so when it finally gets performed actually i think the best version of it was that final version um obviously much more produced than anything we hear any versions we hear before Mm -hmm. that uh at at the end of the the movie when um cora does it on stage with alex drew
1: barrymore has a good voice I thought it was pretty good. I mean, when they're just singing, you know, just kind of working oh, yeah. through it, I was like, "She's." Okay. I,
2: I thought Hugh did too. I can't believe you. I mean, he. Now, granted, I think yeah, he, I'm just used to
1: your just your,
2: Hugh, your pipes no, are so powerful. Hugh was doing. No, she hates my singing, but Hugh, 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 I think, I think has a good voice. I think at times he was like actually trying to do sort of a a Brit pop thing. No. on purpose um and uh, which fit the fit the situation i
1: hate I his singing by the way he always says that bill loves singing you were in the choir in college or something right uh, in high school he when he was on sabbatical at up took opera yeah lessons yeah. um and loved singing and he's all like you hate my singing i'm like no it's just sometimes certain he songs seems to interrupt
2: have- me a lot when i'm singing.
1: He gets carried away. Uh,
2: I'll start saying, what are we having for dinner again? What are we What are we having, you know, this sort of thing.
1: I like a good George Michael song in the shower. Not like together in the shower, but he's in the shower and I'm listening to him or singing. Or together
2: to... in the shower. Oh. <laughs> Is that going to be cut?
1: I mean, there's a lot of singing in this house. Remember when I came into the bathroom and I said, what, what are you singing? And it was a U2 song. And I said, you know, it's not. Scaled these silly walls it's city walls
2: you're right <laughs> I, like, I, will, I will i will
1: decades have i I, been
2: I, I, I will. Or... in my defense all when all of my uh my um my misunderstood lyrics yeah. they all make sense because after all silly walls why do we yes. have to scale these silly walls they're silly they should shouldn't be in our way sure. in fact if anything it makes more sense than scaling city walls because <laughs> right,
1: right, right.
0: What City Walls? It's not the medieval times, right? Bono? What but the hell? The walls anyway. still exist in places where Bono visits, you know? Like
1: Derry and stuff. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's talking about. They literally are- Yeah, but they don't actually city. keep
0: anybody out anymore. Right.
2: They're not on the scene.
1: are about it, they were? It's a goddamn well, metaphor, Bill.
2: <laughs> well, that's why they're silly. Nick, silly City Walls.
1: Know, we talked about how you have written songs. So could you- empathize with how hard it is to come up with lyrics.
0: No, I've never written songs seriously. You've
1: never stayed up all night, like having to find this perfect.
0: Every (laughs) song I've ever written has been in service of some sort of joke to make. Yeah, so you're just screwing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never tried to do it for real. I don't I I don't know how to read music. She does, but she wouldn't help me write a song.
3: No, because they're going to be annoying. Are you musical, Marissa? Uh, I played the violin for a long time. Oh, up through college. Nice.
2: You guys should, you know. Collaborate. right
1: song music song
3: duo. Music. Music yeah. <laughs> lyrics.
2: lyrics. There you go. And I, I hope you come up with something better, like spaces in my mind. That's not quite right. Corners of my mind.
0: Whoa. Yeah, you know, that's a really good point because that is like every time I see that scene, I'm like, God, that's such a terrible lyric. And it, it's already been done in a song. It's
2: good, it's such a cliche. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah
0: uh so what i don't even know what kind of what was what would we write about what songs i mean you, I, it's up to me i, I guess because totally. i'm the lyrics and she's the music so you just i am
3: never going to make music if you're making the lyrics i heard you talking about your song with angelica
0: bill did you hear did you hear my song no okay. sings a song
1: you would love it because the nickname for our children is stink butts oh. that's what he calls the kids so he would appreciate this music
3: my five-year-old appreciates it our five-year-old
0: bill you can go back and listen to the yeah we don't later. need this again uh, she's... she's like yeah that's okay you know that's it's a one-timer um so i i take <laughs> I it <wish. laughs> i take it neither of you would recommend this song to your to your the friends movie. the movie no.
1: yeah it might as well be called a song uh no i don't think so i don't think so
0: okay bill you know
2: well it depends i you know I might want to play a practical joke on a
1: friend, and feel uh, oh, wow. like we're being a little bit harsh, but I—it's not. I'm just being honest. And you know what? My main problem was I was just a little bored.
2: I agree. I, I didn't think it was very funny. Um, You know, there, there—it's funny. If I, I, I almost would rather watch it with the sound off. Because they are good actors with their expressions. Like I said, the Drew Barrymore sad yeah. face, you know, is so great. Um, but the actual, uh, and, you know, at times, I suppose Hugh Grant and his British sort of observations is, you know, 10% of the way yeah. towards Ricky Gervais yeah. or something, but only 10%
1: of the way. right? And, and so, so tuning other actors in to see in my mind if it would have worked better. Um, like, I was like, I wonder if Drew Barrymore and Jack Black would have you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, I'd
3: probably swap her out and keep Hugh Grant. Keep him. When I was, yeah, I would, because I don't know. I like this movie, but I don't know if I believe their chemistry together. I like them both individually. I don't necessarily buy the end result as them as a couple. But I wonder if it was a different female lead, if I'd feel different. You Sandra know.
1: Bullock. They have, Who I, never like, fails. I think they have great chemistry. I love her. I, I I haven't seen many movies where I I I mean what is the one we just watched? With Sandra
2: Bullock? Oh it was the uh, Channing uh, yeah, she's chain great. Of, Tatum Channing, Channing, yes, Channing. Yeah. Um,
1: She said she had great chemistry too. She was good in that you know.
0: What was that? Yeah. What was it called? I don't, I don't
1: know. know. Yeah I don't mean I was so tired. It was Friday night but you remember it's like the miracle that I didn't fall asleep
0: I think it was called like 90 minutes of loud noises something like that <laughs> cool. uh it yeah i I like her a lot i I know i I don't want to subject you to something you're not going to like and we won't do it for the podcast but if you give two weeks notice another try if you like hugh grant and you like sandra great
1: together in that
0: i think they're right i'm going to try it
1: again because it's it's been a really long time and it very well could have been something that i just ditched a quarter of the way through because i've done that a lot he's
2: he's probably not evil enough for me in that i I will say that that i am not a harsh movie critic i i I almost always enjoy a movie for what it is which clearly you know yeah you know you're not looking for something that's going to win an academy award when you watch music and lyrics but even so the only movie i think i've ever walked ever wanted to walk out of have i ever walked out of a movie i gotta say that the the movie that i wanted to shoot myself in because we were there with the kids was um baby bosses was that the
0: one Boss boss,
2: boss baby boss baby
0: This one of Holy the worst. Holy crap!
2: I n- have never done this before. Uh, I, you know, about third of the way through, I took out my phone and started just reading the news and shit on my phone because <laughs> I just it was loud. painful.
1: Did the kids it like absolutely it? fucking painful? I have an embarrassing uh, admission on what I've walked out of because I, I've seen it since, and I can't believe I walked out. I walked out of Independence Day. No,
2: oh. that's a great summer I, blockbuster. What-
1: I, know. I don't know why I was just annoyed by the absurdity, but Were I. you just, with a guy? I think I got it. Were you with a guy? And I slept almost all the way through Milk Money.
2: <laughs> Were you with a boyfriend? No, I wasn't. July. I don't think I was. Just checking.
1: And, and 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 then failure to launch. I I left. No, not failure to launch. What was the other? one? Yeah.
2: Failure to launch.
1: Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, right? yeah, then
2: with then Matthew died. McConaughey before his his resurrection. That. Yeah, well, so it, talked it, about that. So before, it failed to launch for you. Never. Yeah. yeah
0: okay and then he overcame that failure to launch he later launched he launched he launched, <laughs> he launched big time he relaunched i guess because he had yeah i we walked out of anger management oh, yeah. Adam never I, saw
2: it yeah. I, yeah
0: I have a problem with super tense stuff like i have anxiety and it just was like i need to leave right now kind of feeling yeah yeah um i don't know if i ever walked out
3: like a bad work situation too i wonder too if that had
0: yeah i was, working <laughs> was too, like got first... too close to home
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'm wondering it's probably back in the news days yeah, yeah, it was like my yeah. first
0: news job. I was working overnight. Yeah. I was tired all the time. It was only the Dollar Theater in Eugene, too. So I felt like, well, I'm only out of two bucks. Yeah. So yeah. um Merce, have you ever walked out, out of a different movie?
3: No. I think that's it. I feel like there was one other one we walked out of at some point.
1: I'm not remembering it though. We gotta get back to the movie so we can have the opportunities to walk out. <laughs> we haven't been to many movies i mean you guys know this you have a five-year-old yeah we it's tough i mean like it's like you get a babysitter do you want to go somewhere and sit next to each other and watch a movie all night or do you want to go to dinner and be able to talk and so we go to the movies with the kids and watch like the big like marvel movies or or whatever and they're usually good so yeah. um, uh, but we when was the last time you and i went to the movies together and watched it? years, years wow. 10 years i mean crazy
2: so i have a question though for you guys so um what sort of like fairly popular movies did, did do you not like like can you think of something so here's one that you know has two big star obviously a, a big big movie um that, that we didn't end up liking all that much even though it had stars and yada yada but
0: well as a regular podcast listener bill i'm sure you were aware oh of course that With adam sandler <laughs> issue
3: that's... I <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, after your last podcast, I can't stand Adam Sandler, like at okay. all in anything.
0: You don't like the Wedding Singer, even?
3: I would like it more if there was someone else in it. Interesting. I, like well, I
2: can't it. imagine anyone else being in it. Although I will say I that that Sandler's overrated. I, I agree with that. I'm not a huge fan. I'm a I like some of his stuff. I don't like other other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, hmm.
0: um, I uh, I really don't like the Fast and the Furious movies everyone says Why that they're proposed watching those
3: because i've never seen them
0: well we watch even... i've seen fast one and i've seen fast five you and i remember several years ago we watched fast five because everyone said oh this one's different it's so good mm-hmm. and it is a was... rock in that one they're all I... isn't he in all of them right no i don't
2: think so he comes I... on later
0: he is in that one yeah though uh that's him and vin diesel squared off i think in brazil or something
2: uh... Then there's the uh the the um off of hobbs and shaw which I actually enjoy just for dumb, you know, testosterone fueled action movie. I you know, I actually would like to to just because it's such a part of Americana at the of 21st century Americana at this point, to systematically watch all of them. Um, but I, I, I can't say that, that I've what's that?
3: I felt the same way.
2: Yeah, oh, I, I can't necessary? say I I can't say that I,
1: I I've never seen it. So
2: I've I've seen like parts of them. In fact, I still remember I was I was in processing, this is funny, I was in processing, I believe I was at Fort Benning for my National Guard, like army training. Um, and that was like the, the actually semi real part of the army training I did uh, as a as a Na- Oregon National Guard JAG, uh, you know, lawyer, an army lawyer, we didn't do a whole lot of combat training. But that was actually the one sort of introduction to like, you actually, got to shoot guns, to shoot guns run no, around, no. run around in the woods, all the rest of this stuff. And so they were giving us our packs of equipment in this big sort of warehouse. And on this big screen, they were showing one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh. And it took forever because everything in the Army always takes forever. And uh, and I got to see probably, you know, 80% of, it might have been five. I'd have to go back and look at the year, but it was like the latest one that had come out. I mean, it wasn't, you know, they weren't doing an initial showing at the at Fort Benning, but it had been out and um, and I've seen snippets of others here and there. I don't know if I've ever even watched an entire one. Could you imagine
1: me lasting through one of those?
2: No, no <laughs> you would not. You would not enjoy them. I, I they, are ridic- they are ridiculous. They are ridiculous. I mean, it's like I mean, it's is it Michael Bay? It's my, maybe it's not Michael Bay, but it's a Michael Bay type.
0: Yeah, band. I think he might produce them or something, but he doesn't yeah. direct them. No, yeah, um, I think Justin Lin did the last several of those. Just, I don't know why I know that, but ridiculous um, action, you know the The most basically, there's never been a DC Comics movie that I've liked Mm -hmm. except the most Mm -hmm. recent Suicide Squad. Like, I hate the original Superman. Um, Did you not like the
1: first Wonder Woman?
0: It was fine. I I actually, I take that back. I like the Nolan trilogy, the Batman trilogy that Christopher Nolan did. Well, I like the first two. Um, The second one's amazing. But anyway, everything that uh, Zack Snyder touched with DC, all the dark, somber crap. I think Superman's the most overrated character and popular fiction of all time well that's my
2: that's my kids would say he's op
0: overpowered <laughs> i okay does that a thing kids say now you would yeah. know better than me Yeah. yeah. I, I just think like he's so boring there's nothing interesting about him yeah he has, he has no real flaws you except that marvel luke thing well, so everything evolves this he's not different... thor yeah it there's does. no do you so anyway, like
1: the marvel movies
0: yeah yeah i grew up reading yeah. marvel comics so i do yeah we've watched them all although i will say that after like the affinity or avengers endgame and all that stuff the newer versions don't hook me like the old ones do they just seem like another thing that came out yeah you know what i mean it's just the
3: well we've watched all the shows too on disney we well, still watch them.
0: We stopped watching Moon Knight halfway oh, through because yeah, I thought, thought it was so boring.
2: But oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. Although I do like what's his name, Oscar. Um, yeah. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Isaac. Yeah, he he's he and his and his actually when he wasn't Moon Knight, his character was great. Especially <laughs> yeah. when he became Moon Knight, it became more boring. Um, I really liked the Loki, uh, series. Yeah, that, that was great. that was good.
0: Now, as you would know, Bill, as a regular listener to the podcast, we did Ex Machina recently starring Oscar <laughs> Isaac. So you should really consider going back. Will,
1: and I, I told him he and you and wanted to watch this. That's um, one of my favorite movies. You will really like it. You will really Wait, like which it. Which one was that? Ex Machina.
0: Oh, Ex Machina. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah.
1: he needs to watch it. He What's will really great. like it. You know, like one of your favorite movies, too, is like Gattaca.
2: Yeah, Gattaca's so, great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good like. I'm curious what sort of romance movies or rom-coms do you two like or any? Um, well, my favorite two movies of all time are um Groundhog Day mm-hmm. and When Harry Met Sally. Um, Classic. so um I don't know what that says, but I don't like a lot of like super syrupy, like traditional rom-commy, girly, da-da-da-da. Like it
0: mm-hmm. has to
1: be more of a a a comedy with you well, know she, she, the underlying storyline is 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 romance but she
2: loved uh he's just not that into you though. She was a big fan of that.
1: What? I, I don't even think I've seen that. <laughs> I
2: just <joking>. Um
1: <laughs> like all there's so many movies that came out in the 2000s like those teen like that was prime wrong rom- Yeah, and I haven't seen a ton of them. And I think it's because I was a little bit I was older and I worked at nights, but um was getting um,
2: enough romance with me yeah you know, that's right uh i
1: have a lot of opportunity here to go back and see movies like he's just not that into you and all that stuff i missed a bunch of them i do like a bunch of old stuff um
0: is that is yeah. that, that that but we don't we've talked about this before i love
1: woody allen films and i know he's problematic but i love all of them and um
2: that's like more serious. So I'm just starting to think of more dumb rom-coms that I've liked. Um, I'm trying to think of like Jack Black being in it. Did you like The Holiday? No. I I, I thought it was okay. It's all right. Um, I just.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, uh, uh, what was the name of the one with Gwyneth P- Paltrow? Um, uh, Shallow Hal. Oh my That's God.
1: That so movie? We, we watched it recently, like yeah. a couple years ago, I think with the kids, because we were up at Mountain Hood and it was one of the movies that was available. It's, it's beyond not aged well. Like it's. I thought it was, they still show. I'm it. not a
2: huge fan, but I I, I thought I was mo- it was much. More, I'm I'm sorry to say it was much more watchable than than music and lyrics. Oh. Just oh just just, just, I mean, just closes just no. just, humor, just humor wise. I mean, honestly, yeah. music and lyric just wasn't funny. And, and so, so the part of music and lyric for me that that worked was. The romance worked in places like, yeah. for instance, when they were when when he like you know, so harsh on her and saying she's like the character in the book that she's afraid that she's like that's that
1: romance to you.
2: Well, that, <laughs> absolutely. that's part that's part of the rom-com. Right. That's part of the rhythm of the rom-com. Right. There has to be a falling Rom out trauma. Right. There has to be a, a initial right. the initial and then the yeah, you know, it's it's formulaic. And that was my favorite part of the formula in this, in uh, music and lyrics. Um, when
0: he finally can tell the woman off. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, was,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 that was actually, you know, a rom-com drama, I guess, right? It's, is that that was like the most, that was kind of the best acting, kind of the best, uh, and, and it wasn't trying to be funny. Right, that maybe you know maybe that's the key is that I thought this movie was so unfunny that my favorite part was the part that was definitely not trying to be funny.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, thanks Are for you? joining us. <laughs> <laughs> no. All uh, right. Well, really fun, uh, we,
1: we're gonna we're doing rom coms for all of February, uh, and it's my turn to pick next week. Uh, So I have uh, a classic 80s rom-com, Overboard, which, of course, takes place (laughs) in Oregon, uh, starring iconic Hollywood couple Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And Bill has a little bit of a overboard you want to share that now sure, so sure i will first, you know, first of all i'm board story
2: i'm doubting that it aged well although of course it was updated with what's her name um
0: yeah, yeah. Baby,
2: yeah. um uh, so i had this funny story so when i went to grad school this is back in what 1998 um to my roommates uh one was from india and the other was from turkey actually the, the turkish guy was half french half turkish and uh and he was difficult for both of those reasons, uh, but nevertheless, no, I, I liked him. He was he was funny. And so one was doing the Indian guy was doing this is India, obviously uh, the country India. Uh, he uh, was in computer science, and the the Turkish French guy was doing engineering. And uh, I came back home one evening, and they were watching Overboard. And they were absolutely falling out of their chairs, laughing hysterically. They thought it was the funniest thing they'd
1: ever seen. And I was like, I'm like, You guys, overboard? Really? Really? And no spoilers. So you can't really finish the story. No. But at one point they were standing up and cheering. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. They were, they were and he like...
1: called me. It's probably a rotary phone. It was so long ago. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, You're not gonna believe this. Yeah. And I'm were... like, Well, I kind of like overboard i mean it wasn't
0: horrible but wow these guys is this
1: we'll see i don't know if you'll like it man.
0: so i will make a caveat i have seen it but i saw it oh, when, yeah. I, when i was like, okay so yeah. you
1: don't remember it very so well i
0: remember broad strokes i know how the plot generally goes okay. but i don't I, but i don't remember yeah because you haven't seen it before, so.
1: no
3: i watch all of them for the most part except for the last one because adam sandler yeah um but I've watched all the others with you. Yeah, it's
0: been fun, yeah. and it helps me too because then I can You're like so supportive. It. Well, you know, some of us like to support our spouses, and some like the parts of <laughs> the movies where they tear down women. That's just differences between people.
2: Wow, you don't appreciate the the essential part <laughs> of a rom com. The essential part of a
0: rom com when there's a when there's a fight, the, the tension that gets
1: them in bed.
0: Um, what? yeah. That's the only way to do it. It's negging. It's, it's, that's, that's the way to do it. You know, it's true. Classic, you know, pickup artist moves. I'm um, looking forward to overboard. It's fun. And you know, it's funny too. Cause we talked a little bit about like how we like movies. We have fond memories of movies we saw when we were younger and more impressionable. And so like, maybe I'm not that I was that much younger in 2008 or whatever, when I saw this, but I like music and lyrics more, but you've liked some movies from when you were a little bit younger, like, 51st dates that I didn't see when I was younger so then as an older adult I'm like I don't know so yeah. I'm curious if this is going to be one of them or not
1: yeah we'll see I've watched it a couple times I haven't watched it in a really long time I mean they're I love Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell I, I know it's not I know it's not like high quality flick here
0: but we'll well, the lyrics. it'll be it'll be fun yeah this isn't, a, <laughs> this isn't Oscar winners with Angelica and Nick this is Film Swap. Hey, did you see somebody else's... Take, you did. you Somebody else has tried to steal our podcast name. Yeah, same they exact name. After we started it, they use terrible Photoshop. They're going to take our Google searches. I think they have three followers. Outrageous. So, And right. it's
1: probably people trying to follow us. It's probably like my aunt who doesn't speak English. And my mom said <laughs> it's called Film Swap on Facebook. And she just found the first one and clicked on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> angelica's voice has gotten huskier we, we gotta
1: we gotta get the greeks in line get on the right page
0: <laughs> right well we, will hey, we the- should
1: mention that because we haven't mentioned it oh yeah we have a facebook page we created a facebook page we've been slacking a little bit on um the updates because it's been a rough month you have had i don't know rsv or something svp i i don't even know you've you, you, I can still hear it in your voice. I hope you're feeling better. I had surgery last month, and so we didn't do any podcasts for several weeks. We're back on track though, and we have a Facebook page, Film Swap. Yeah. Go like it, click it, follow it, leave comments, make suggestions on movies you want us to watch.
0: Yeah, I thought too it'd be cool if we could start answering any questions people have because sometimes people, uh, you know, might have questions. It'd be fun to answer. So I just wanted to give a shout out too to our listener kimberly who's who posted on spotify uh that she couldn't find 200 cigarettes we did a few weeks ago she really enjoys the podcast with her husband and uh, they wanted us to start a page for her and the fellow boomers so we did and kimberly thank you for the suggestion because it was a really good idea
1: is kimberly a stranger
0: i don't know kimberly
1: i don't either this is amazing
0: dave is someone
1: someone not immediately in our close circle is listening
0: you know this, this is how we get sponsors we keep talking about this this is yeah. when the bucks start really for the big podcast dollars start flowing in.
1: eventually yeah all
0: right we've talked long enough i'll see you guys later bye thanks bye. guys Genius. film swap is produced and hosted by angelica thornton and nick Vol. you can watch or listen on youtube spotify anchor apple podcasts and google podcasts follow angelica on twitter at angelica k-a-t-u and follow nick at nick voll share your thoughts on the films we discussed there and we might just read them on the show music by John Michael Farley and Nicole.